0: I want to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land in which this podcast is recorded, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations, whose sovereignty was never ceded and this area's original name was Nam. We pay respect to them and their elders, past, present, and emerging. Oh, it's a little podcast, babe. I have just started listening to music. <laughs> panda fluffer, like it's very specific. There's <laughs> no reason you can't have a cult focused on garlic bread. Oh, with the boys. When with, 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 uh, you ate it. it, tasted like you were eating poison. <laughs> <laughs> You're right there, Daryl. first
1: of all, that's not standard issue. Astronaut <laughs> wear. <where? laughs> yeah, other people. I know what other people are, Annie. Oh, my God. Tuck it into your waistband. <laughs> it can sometimes be seen at the top of the waistband being like... You would be the most <laughs> annoying goes. You know what, <laughs> I'd like to be better at bringing my cat into work in a sneaky way. <laughs>
0: Check out where you get your protein from. I don't even know why I call you my best friend. Quite an experience to live in fear, isn't it? It's a really good way to make money. <laughs> You're so smart, why don't you know that? <laughs> My name is Alfred. I had another name. You gotta tell him, Silent Green is people! You will? Good! I thought you would. Shout out his name! A Blade Runner's job is to hunt down replicants. Manufactured humans you can't tell from the real thing. Trinity! Help! I had you sequenced. I read your profile. volunteer's tribute I believe we have a volunteer maybe it was a love of the planets maybe it was just my growing dislike for this one wow. 10 seconds to self destruct you girls will serve the leaders
1: Remember, remember, the 31st of December, virus prepped, we were not. I know of no reason why the coronavirus season should ever be forgot. narrative, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Look, firstly, I just want to preface this by saying I know we said we weren't going to talk about coronavirus. (laughs) However... That's why we've given you all these little other episodes where we're not talking about the coronavirus, that we can go
0: right now ham on the coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. Today we're going to discuss how to survive living in a dystopian society. Society yeah. novel of some sort. A young adult. Yeah, a young adult
1: dystopian narrative. Just <sighs> yeah. living your best dystope life, babe.
0: Yeah. How do
1: we live <laughs> your best dystopian <laughs> life? Because we're totally living in a dystopian narrative right now. It is so bizarre to me.
0: I swear the next person that says it can't get any worse, I am going to have to punch them. Yeah. They say that and then they don't touch wood and then it does and yeah. things like Pell gets out. What the fuck? <laughs> I know. I... Uh, we all have to band together and promise we're not going to say it can't get any worse. I, look, I'm, yeah. I'm touching wood. I'm touching wood right now. Everyone is banned from saying that mm-hmm. because it turns out it can <laughs> every Evidently. time. Yeah. It's like just when you think you've gotten to the worst of it. Uh, oh, there's oh, more. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, there's more.
1: I said A little bit more. Living in a dystopian narrative. I mean, I love a good dystopian movie, a good dystopian book. They're some of my favourites. Did I ever think that I would end up living in one? Oh, no, I didn't see that coming.
0: Yeah, quite unpredictable in a <laughs> real plot twist. In a real- we're in it. M. Night Shyamalan
1: <laughs> plot twist. Turns out we have actually – we're in the Matrix, evidently. Yes. There must be some sort of glitch going on in the system where the Matrix has become real life.
0: And who better to get you through this dystopian time than you, Bianca? When, Me? I mean, look, I. <laughs> you would be disgusted in my behaviour, how I react to dystopian
1: stories. Of course.
0: Did, have I ever told you that Liam and I have only ever sat through one movie together? From start to finish? Only one. One? one. What? <laughs> what? And it was a documentary. So I went to the movies with Liam. We went to watch The Hunger Games. And... I knew the story of The Hunger Games. I really liked the concept of The Hunger Games. It really makes you think about society mm. and all that. I like it sort of in theory. Mm-hmm. Seeing it on screen, I was dry-reaching in my mouth and I had to hide underneath the um, – what's it called? Like a, like a child. Yeah, a <laughs> seat. seat. So I, he flipped down the seat and held it down while I went under and I went la-la-la-la-la-la with my fingers in my ears and then I just said to him, I can't do it anymore and I had to leave. So that was just like one at okay. a time. So
1: first of all, I have done that in a movie before where I've hidden under the seat. Mm. I was nine and I watched Deep Blue Sea. So I think mine makes a little bit more sense <laughs> than yours does. And second <laughs> of all, why are you so afraid of The Hunger Games? It's such a good movie.
0: I know, but it's really hard seeing – like even seeing children acting. I know – you know, dying, Mm. fuck, murdering each other, it's hard. Don't,
1: don't watch Sophie's Choice is my... I
0: (laughs) find things like The Lion King hard. So those movies just make it a hell of a lot worse. Okay.
1: Well, I personally love a dystopian narrative. I
0: do too. Yeah. But I just, not so much seeing it.
1: Mm. All right, that's fair enough. So
0: we're going to talk
1: today about living in a dystopian narrative. Even less living it.
0: I like it even <laughs> less living
1: it. Yeah, I, that's the thing though, isn't it? It's, I love it as a, f- a work of fiction. Yes. It's not, I'm not so much into non-fiction dystopian <laughs> narratives. Uh, but we're going to discuss how we're living in a dystopian narrative and how we would survive it because basically <laughs> yeah. that's a reality we've got to get used to. Yes. So yep. first of all, five factors of a dystopian narrative well, or, or a dystopian society. First thing is government control. So. No shit.
0: That's. I mean, it's a double-edged sword here. We've got a virus and Mm -hmm. we have to make sure that we're all safe. Mm -hmm. So we don't want anarchy either. No. Because we're going to spread it. Mm. However, I just got a text message off the government to say, update, stay the fuck home. Yeah, this is the (laughs) thing.
1: If you're going to pop into my phone with your notes about what what I need to do, if you find it so important to alert me. Make it worth my while. You've said the same thing. Stay home. I get it. That's what I'm doing, babe. Like, I don't need you to tell me that.
0: Yeah. The next one is environmental destruction. Yeah. Uh, again, no shit. I mean, we were already on our way there, weren't we? We before were. Before this. But it's made even worse now because mm. there's all of this logging and stuff, particularly here in Victoria where we live, there's been all these logging agreements and stuff be pushed through because everyone's so distracted by coronavirus, which... I mean fair. of course yeah, yeah fair fair but it's completely taken away anyone looking at anything environmental so a lot of things are getting past now as well and off the back of the bushfire season mm. we thought it was pretty bad with the bushfire yeah. season we thought that was going to be the only time we like needed a face mask literally oh face masks
1: are they've <laughs> the <thing that's> in <laughs> that's this. the hottest trend of 2020 isn't it, <laughs> it is. Technological control is another aspect of a dystopian narrative, which, yeah, not so much at the moment here, but it is in other places, plus Zoom. Zoom has really taken off. Zoom has zoomed to the forefront. (laughs) (laughs) Survival, obviously, is another factor, which, you know, we're all doing. We're all trying to survive and stay safe. And then loss of individualism is another thing. You're all just
0: a collective.
1: Yeah, which is... Again, kind of similar because we're all doing the same thing, which is staying at home and making TikToks.
0: (laughs) Washing our hands. Yeah, Yeah, that's it. Washing our hands, wearing face masks. Okay. But let's break down what makes a dystopian society. Yeah, let's get into that. Let's get real nitty gritty. So
1: biggest top one, governmental propaganda used to control citizens. I don't know about you. Yeah. But the first time that a coronavirus message popped up on my TV, I freaked out a little bit. Dun,
0: dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> this is a message from the Australian government. After 11.59pm tonight
1: you'll be arrested for being out of your house if you're not exercising. I freaked out. I was like, holy shit, this is a dystopian narrative. Half expect to see Guy Fawkes masks pop up on
0: my screen. It's really weird. And the propaganda side of it, like obviously I'm not going to argue that that's propaganda, but the thing I'm really struggling with is that Trump's approval rating keeps going up. Now, I thought this would be the time that we all – say, analysed the fact that their healthcare system is completely flawed. But, no, his approval rating keeps going up. I can't – like, he's talking absolute shite.
1: Yeah, it's difficult to grasp, isn't it? It is. And he keeps pushing this malaria drug, which he has shares.
0: (laughs) So, of course, he's double dipping. Oh, he's – it's – what a, what a time to just, you know, really help along capitalism. I know. While, while it's literally murdering people. Yeah, he's. It, yeah, it's difficult. Next point information and freedom restricted. Well, no I mean, shit. We can't go out of our house. Yeah, we can't leave. The like, house. we can only go out for essential trips and exercise. That's it. I think the exercise is because we've got to stay fit for our army. Oh, We're all right. gonna get yeah <laughs> <laughs> We're all gonna get drafted. Because this is not a Wally situation. So, you know the Wall Wall Wally Wally You know, that's obviously a dystopian thing where everyone is told to stay sedentary and then they Can't Rely move. on the machines and they, they rely on, need the yeah, machines. Yeah. yeah. This is like the opposite. You this will be is, going to work for us. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good point.
1: I do find now though that exercise is such a super high priority for me because it's the one thing I get to do freely it's like a real treat to get to go for a run whereas before it would be oh I can't be bothered but now it's like get me out of the house
0: well everyone knows what it feels like to get excited to do the supermarket run Mm. because for a long time mothers have felt that way because they could escape their children yeah and now you all have a little taste (laughs) <laughs> of what it feels like to get so excited. I just went to the supermarket and it's like a nightclub. They have all the tape. I know. And they have a security guard at the door and it's only a certain amount of people in because it's that. You they're know, counting they're, in and out. Yeah, because you've got to keep it, the distance. Like They can't have it, too many in there. I never capacity. Thought,
1: I never thought that Coles would be the hot spot to go to.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was really bizarre. Yeah. Citizens under constant
1: surveillance—that's another part of his dystopian yeah. narrative. And I mean, it's not super extreme here in Australia in the sense of it's not like 1984, Big Brother—you're being watched 24 seven.
0: No, but, or the, but there is surveillance. Like oh, there big is time. police everywhere. Big time. Did you see the footage of police driving into park? Yeah, like, off the road. Some countries though are bringing in house arrest, actually monitoring people with a wristband yeah to watch i mean i feel like we're all under house arrest and obviously those people that have come from overseas that are all in hotels Mm -hmm. but it's kind of like it is jailing us or whatever but yeah yeah, the tracking wristbands that is it hong kong yeah hong kong have speaking of the people in quarantine in the
1: hotels they were on the news and they were complaining about how they are stuck in their hotel rooms and they're not allowed to leave and I did feel for them, but I was at the same time, you know, it has to be done. And they're complaining because they're not getting the right food. And I was like, yeah, that's a shame, but, you know, it's got to be done. And then they said – and some vegans are quite upset because their needs aren't getting met. And I was like, well, this is
0: an outrage. (laughs) Well, I actually saw that because I'm in a bazillion Facebook groups and there was someone that was in there and they're like – I don't know what they think we eat, but I am starving and they won't let me order in food. No, you can't order in food. Yeah, that's hard though. That is hard. They obviously don't want the vegans in the army. I suppose they probably think that we're not going to kill things. That's it. Mm. Yeah, okay. That's That's what it is, yeah. The next point about a dystopian society is that citizens have a fear of the outside world. I mean, We don't really need to go into too many details. I'm afraid of it. I'm terrified. <laughs> yeah. I had to take the twins out with me. Usually keep them home. Obviously just one person goes out at a time. Liam just happened to have an appointment. So I went out and I feel like I just yelled at them the whole time. Like, stay back! Stay back! Mm. Terrifying. It's definitely scary.
1: Citizens live in a dehumanised state. That's another yeah. point, which, yeah, I kind of feel that as well.
0: That's obvious because we have to stand two metres away from each other you know it's really hard for people that have a hearing impediment are used to r- lip reading. Mm and everyone's wearing a mask, they have actually brought out these clear masks now so that you can see through the masks so that people can see your lips
1: move. Surely that's going to fog up real quick though. You would
0: think, but still it might be of some help. But you think of those things, those barriers now, mm. breaking down human connection. Again, not that I'm advocating that we shouldn't be doing. Of course we have to be distancing Absolutely. and social distancing, but it's definitely a dehumanised state. The natural world is banished and distrusted.
1: I mean, that's the same point, isn't it, really?
0: Remember that time when <laughs> it was a, it was seen as really good to expose your kids and stuff to lots of germs? Yeah. <laughs> Let them outside and eat dirt. <laughs> Mum was like, don't mop the floor too much. They need to be exposed yeah. to germs. <laughs> and now it's like don't touch anything yeah uh citizens
1: conform to uniform expectations and individuality is bad I mean this is important that we all do conform to a uniform expectation to stay home but again that's what makes it feel dystopian about it is that we're all told to stay home and when you see someone outside or catching up with friends like I saw this footage of people
0: having a party in the park and you're like that's irresponsible unacceptable I'd like to think that I'm a pretty non-judgmental person. But it's funny when I see on social media certain things and I can't help internally just judging some people's choices in this. And some businesses, like I've really been turned off certain businesses Mm -hmm. as well. The society is an illusion of a perfect utopian world. I would say probably not for you and me. I think we can see through the veil. Okay, are there people out there that are thinking that there is a utopia? Oh, absolutely! I'm seeing it everywhere.
1: Obviously, <laughs> there's people on TikTok, all people posting, <gasps> yes! people posting how they're the fun that they're having, which don't get me wrong is really good because you've got to do what you have got to do to stay sane, right? But it lets it puts us into a false sense of thinking that okay. everything is that okay. is
0: absolutely bang on the cheery dancing and all of that. Mm-hmm. It is definitely framing us to think that we're living in a utopia.
1: I'm happy for it and I'm pleasant about it. The thing is, I think, is that while the world has definitely changed – don't get me wrong, it's changed dramatically. Social media sort of hasn't because we still want to post the highlight reel. No one wants to post, you know, and it's kind of hard because you're like, well, I can't exactly show me crying into my pillow being like, I don't know what I'm doing. Or, you know, I might end up divorced from all of this. You don't want to be posting that. So instead you're just like, I'll show me dancing in my pajamas because that's best.
0: I mean, that highlight reel thing is still there. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> you know. Okay. What about there's a disdain for the poor, there's a lacking of empathy for others' lives, and humans become oblivious to their own evil. Well that just took
1: it down a notch, because that's
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. That's incredibly bleak, but accurate. I wrote this one and um I think there's two main things here for me. Mm-hmm is that homeless people have nowhere to shelter.
1: You know, I've been thinking about this the whole time. We're told stay inside, stay indoors, stay home. It's not that hard.
0: What about homeless people? Yeah, it's that just, I just can't get past that. Every time I'm walking around my house. And even doing things like turning on my bloody heating and stuff because we're all living in these places full time. You can't escape to... Well, you, you're not meant to, but you can't escape to a mall or whatever to stay warm, or I don't know. It's just it's, and and a lot of the the people that are working with these organizations and stuff have had to cut back numbers. It's really bad. Mm-hmm. But the other thing that comes to mind is toilet paper hoarding. So the oh, the yeah. lack of empathy for other people's lives. That's and humans oblivious to their own evil. Um. What the fuck? Mm. The hoarding situation has really brought to the top that it's like dog eat dog. Just a
1: few months off the back of all of us pulling together because of bushfire victims and everyone doing everything they possibly mm. could, we do a Missy Elliot and, you know, put our thing down, flip it and <laughs> reverse I'm it, it <laughs> <you>. <laughs> and completely go the opposite way and don't share anything. The hoarding thing was very confusing for a while there because it seemed like everyone was overreacting. And so everyone else then was either pulling back and doing the complete opposite and being Mm. like, you're overreacting. And it's been a very difficult time of no one knowing exactly, am I overreacting? Am
0: I panicking? Mm. What am I doing? But the... I know, and it's really hard not to... If I see something on the shelf that I know is really hard to find, you actually have to hold yourself back from grabbing it just in case you can't get in in the future. Mm. Every time I use up a, like a toilet paper roll, it feels like sand through the hourglass. Like the, <laughs> These the, are the rolls of our, our lives. lives. Or, you know, a petal falling from the leaf. In Beauty and the Beast. Like I feel like it's ominous I'm running out of something. (laughs) Well, I have some roles I can linger.
1: Other factors to discuss, I suppose, with our specific environment right now, what we're going Mm. through and relating it back to dystopian narratives, the levels of
0: society. Yeah. Yeah, big time. So when we think about how we're living right now I think it's really good to see where you are in this story Bianca mm-hmm. compare it to all the dystopian things that you know yeah where do we fit in and I would just say in The Handmaid's Tale I'm in Gilead I am definitely not in the colonies mm-hmm. I would say the people Oh, okay the frontline workers they're in the colonies in The Handmaid's Tale They go out and they're sort of dealing with radioactive stuff and they're really, their health is compromised. I feel like they're the childcare workers, the cleaners, the supermarket people. Like they're the people that are in the colonies and generally they're the people that are the lower paid workers. Yeah, They're often, often women. Have you noticed that? Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong, there's doctors and stuff as well that are not necessarily lower paid and there are men amongst it but generally speaking if you look at any clip online say of um, I saw the nurses clapping the cleaners the other day I think there was like one man in that whole video it is mostly those people that already have disadvantage black communities And Aboriginal communities, the communities that already have disadvantage have further disadvantage. Mm -hmm. I'm very aware that I am not living in the colonies and that you and me making this podcast, we're certainly not essential workers. I wouldn't say anything I do is essential. That's for sure. Yeah, no. Same here. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah. not helping in any way. But I do feel, I mean, I, I... absolutely blown away by everyone that's working their butts off. I mean, in if we were the Hunger Games, you and I are in the capital basically and everyone else is in the districts making the stuff that we use. Like, I feel like we're
0: in the districts – but we're we're certainly not in the capital because they're the people that sang that. Imagine all th- on that fucking app. <laughs> don't even I <laughs> cannot quote
1: that. That hurt. That hurts so much to watch. Not only because,
0: I mean, I, take, the classes, take the classist
1: take the classest <laughs> thing out of it for a moment, yeah, right? Yeah. Even if you're not a Lennon fan and you don't even like that song. Just as a music lover, just as someone that appreciates singing in tune, a melody, despicable from that front. And then you add in everything else and it's just absolutely – So they're definitely the people in the capital. So for people that don't know, and I'm sure that you have seen it but some people might not know, Gal Gadot – decided that she would help heal everyone, heal the masses of people that just lost all of their healthcare or, you know, are stuck inside of their homes, or maybe have lost a family member or are living in fear.
0: Yeah. And, and, to, it, and to give morale to all of yeah. the, the average people that are stuck at home and, you know, because finding it tough and really fun. <laughs> They're living in dystopia. So they, from there
1: house on the hill in the capital living in their mansions like Kylie Jenner which is like (laughs) oh my god I like having a baby prepared me for being at home all the time yeah girl your house I wouldn't leave my house either if I had your house (laughs) fucking Drake's walking around
0: and he's like this is ISO life for me and he's got a fucking basketball court in his house and These people often live in fucking gated communities anyway. Exactly. They opt out of society anyway because they don't want to have a fucking bar of all of
1: us. Exactly. And so Gal Gadot's plan was to get all of her celebrity friends to send in a video of them singing Imagine by John Lennon. I think she must have specifically asked that they all sing it in different pitches, different tones and And out of time. lowest quality (laughs) possible. (laughs) I think that's what she asked for. And she said, can you send it to me? Different angles, fuck it right up and we'll chop it all together and we'll send it out to the people because that will make them feel better. And I think it had – I mean it did make me feel better from just laughing at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was horrible.
0: yeah. It kind of hurt my soul somewhere. Yeah. And every time that someone would pop up uh, that you love, like, know, you know, Jimmy Fallon, what, what are you doing? doing Amy Adams, what are you doing? What? Who has told you that this would be
1: a good idea? You just, they pop up and you go, oh, no, no, not you too. No, so the, disappointed in you all. I think the um, the floundering of privilege has never been more present than right yeah. now. And that was. Influencer woman, Ariel, someone who went
0: and got a COVID test just because she could and And went off to her holiday home after being told that she had to stay put. So she tested positive. Mm -hmm. And then in the back of one of her videos, her nanny, who again was a migrant worker or something. Mm -hmm. So like we were saying before about the frontline workers and the people working in the colonies, She had a nanny in the background of one of her Insta lives or whatever showing that she wasn't isolating. Yeah. Fuck me. Ariel Charnas.
1: Charnas. Charnas or something. Yeah, that's it. I don't know who she is. But yeah, so there's the levels of society that we're seeing. Now, usually in a dystopian narrative or a dystopian movie, there's two different types of environments. So there's usually either one that is completely desolate and grungy and dirty, so sort of uh, like Children of Men or Blade Runner. And then you have the opposite where you've got really technologically advanced and everything's clear and crystal clean like Divergent or... Matrix? Yeah, The Matrix. No, The Matrix is a tough one because technically they're desolate because where they're actually living is overrun by yeah, robots, like in head. but in their head mm. is what they're plugged into, which in the matrix I will say they were pretty nice to give us the matrix at least.
0: Oh, I think that's TikTok, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So those are the two types. I would say that we're living in the desolate type. We're not living in the
0: type. Yeah. But yeah. although the environment, except for the fact that now we're doing things like logging while everyone's distracted and stuff, the environment – Is getting better because we're not Mm. fucking living in it. Yeah, that's it. You know, all the cars off the roads and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I tend to agree with you. It was us the whole time. It
1: was (laughs) Oh, fancy that. (laughs) I did not see that coming. Neither. Definitely did. I mean, that was the most predictable (laughs) part of this whole story. I will say the, the thing is that we do have... Because in a dystopian narrative where it's very uh, technologically advanced, they all usually have a uniform. And we do have a uniform this time. We, we do. Because yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, you think about, say, uh, her maids tell they have the red robe with the white, mm-hmm. which I think would be quite good for social distancing at the moment. You know, the white cap. Yeah, that'd be great, sort actually. Of, it's sort of like blinkers for horses when they run. So that would be good. So I make sure that I don't know anyone at the supermarket. Yeah. Like, don't talk to anyone. Or Hunger Games, it's... Well, they have these costumes. Yeah, they have to oh, Well the the actual um the capital, the capital people, have very specific. They look way like people going to the races,
1: spring yeah. races. The island people all wear a white uniform. So there's definitely mm. uniforms out there. Our uniform pajamas.
0: Pajamas. Pajamas. Face mask. Hazmat suits. Yeah. Yeah. We're all <laughs> <laughs> depends on where you are. So obviously the hazmat suits. Yeah. They're the people. The uniform for the people that are in the colonies, mm-hmm. and then pajamas are just us regular folk that we're in the districts. We're in the districts, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but been- the people, the people in the capital are still the people in the capital. Yeah, they have. Um, they generally have. What's that? Sports luxe. Sports luxe. It's true. My <laughs>
1: God, that is so true. <laughs> Lululemon <laughs> pants.
0: <Yeah. laughs> I'm going to miss my It's so <laughs> true. That is
1: so true. Speaking of the Hunger Games though, we do have the classic volunteers tribute happening in our society right now. Mm. Because you have one person that's allowed to go do the essential work, yeah, or the, or the essential shopping. So Liam shopping.
0: hasn't volunteered as tribute, but I have volunteered him. Oh yeah, I, <laughs> I definitely have volu- volunteered Palmer to be the tribute.
1: <laughs> oh, and no. I, let me tell you, he fucking hates it, and he fucking sucks at it. Yeah, he's so bad at doing the grocery shopping. And look, I think
0: I'm gonna have to step up because if this does keep progressing, he is gonna kill us. He's not, <laughs> he's not fast enough for the pastor. He doesn't – he has no patience to bother getting up. He do, He sleeps through his alarm when we needed the toilet paper. Mm-hmm. You've got to get up, Liam. Yeah. You've got to be on <laughs> top of it. I think what's frustrating for me is with Palmer being
1: the tribute is that he seems to forget that we need to eat again the next day. Yeah. So – Oh,
0: fuck. I have the exact problem. It is
1: so difficult for me to tell him, can you get a few things because, you know, we'll need this tonight. We'll need this tomorrow night. Can you get a few things for lunch? And he'll come home with, say, one item. Like a yeah. like a loaf of bread. Well, off your fuck again. Well, yeah. And, and then I tell him to go you back do to the, the shops. Signal. <laughs> I do the three finger hand salute. I tell him you have to go back to the shops, and then he gets
0: grumpy because it's like, well, I don't like making multiple trips. Well, then buy more when you go. I don't know what you're doing. Oh, they have the bans on how much you can buy for certain stuff, and when they started putting the restriction on mm-hmm. soy milk, the soy milk has literally. I'm sorry, me. but you can buy cow's milk in three liters. Yeah. You can, but wait, what? And so you can buy two, three Mm litres of cow's milk. That's six litres. For us, we can only buy two litres max because they only come in a litre. That's what we have to get the most. And when we're feeding, I've got, you know, kids as Mm -hmm. well. Mm, Harder. It's difficult. But then I, uh, again, there is a bit of privilege. I did see something about the people that live in like really remote communities. They have like a 500-kilometre round trip or whatever it is. And they can only get two. And they can only get fucking (gasps) two packs of cereal and they've got all these people living on their, say, farm that they have to feed. And they're like, two packs of cereal is like two days for us. I think the supermarket chains are slowly lifting it. If we could all just be normal and go back to normal, it would help a lot. And those people that do need to buy in bulk, it would help them a lot Mm -hmm. if you would – if everyone else would stop being so just anxious. chill out basically yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we're going to talk about our own strengths in a mm-hmm. dystopian world so i think that everyone that's listening needs to think about this and what are your strengths what's your strengths yeah. what's your weaknesses
1: yes and how are you going to do in a dystopian narrative yeah. Which character would you be because you know i for a very long time i always thought in a in like a zombie movie I always thought I would be the one that would get bitten, but wouldn't say anything. <laughs> and would I would just and would think, no, I'm special. And I wouldn't say anything and think, like, no, I can I can beat it and and would just stay there until, you know, I started turning and then they said, Hey, you got bitten, and I'd be like, Rawr. So I always <laughs> thought that would be me. But what I've learned is no, I would be much more empathetic than that yeah. and i and i would take it oh, more good. seriously you're surprised uh, yourself. yeah uh, that was quite that again another plot twist i mean the things you learn from covid i know so for my strengths personally i would be able to get sponsors i think yeah it, it, like in the hunger games you survive because You can play to the crowd and get them to sponsor you and send you healing things or weapons. I think
0: I could do that. I think I'd be able to please the crowd. We always said before all this went down on that TV show Survivor. Oh, my favourite show. Yeah. Yeah. You would be there for the team morale. That's it. (laughs) Not the strategy. Nothing else. Not for the heart making or any of that. Uh Definitely not the hut making. No, 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 no. not the
1: fire starting. Not the challenges. I would be skating by on jester. The court jester. Thank you. Definitely. Uh, Another strength that I have that you also have, thanks to pole dancing, we can climb trees. We are bloody good at that.
0: Katniss in Hunger Games has to do it a lot. Yes,
1: she does have to do it a lot. Another thing is that I am a light sleeper, so I would be able to rest while still being on edge. I wouldn't. I wouldn't fall asleep and get uh, ambushed. Mm. I would be able to stay alert.
0: Yeah, and I think that's a
1: good strength. I think both our husbands do not have that. Palmer wouldn't last a day. That's just facts. Yeah. What yeah. are your strengths, Annie? Uh, my
0: strengths are I have the ability to breed, big time. Yeah, so I have a really good working womb. I can replenish numbers, <laughs> and um, you could feed. Oh, <laughs> breast milk, breast milk, yeah, breast milk galore. Yeah. I- I might meet up with you. Okay, so what our plan is okay. is I'll get pregnant. Right, right. I'll have enough milk for you who's immune compromised. Right. You can have my breast milk. Okay. to uh, um, yeah. really help mm-hmm. and – yeah, I'll so have I, another kid. I'm stops. surviving the
1: future by suckling on your teat. Is this what you Wouldn't you're... be the first time.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, what is another strength? What's another
0: strength you have? Oh, yeah. Mine would have to be the ability to work with animals. Yeah, I might not get sponsors, but I'll I'll train a bird mm-hmm. and I'll... Like a calling what's,
1: pigeon. What's Will Smith pigeon? with his dog? We don't talk about that, any. Okay, sorry. Because in I Am Legend, he, that dog gets exist. killed. Oh, okay. okay. We don't. I literally will not watch that movie because mm-hmm. I was so traumatised from that dog having to die. So we, okay. don't,
0: well, we don't talk I, about that. I really that. regret bringing it up. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I think I have, like – You know, I could get the other species on board. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I did sort of think that maybe I could control the masses-ish because I have a little bit, and you do too, a little bit of an online presence, but that's stuffed if there's any sort of Mm. censorship because we're not. True. So this is where my disadvantages lie. Mm -hmm. I have far too much evidence of me going against the government. I suppose V for Vendetta, you will be getting black bagged, that's for sure. If... This was the handmaid style. I am definitely one of those people hanging on the wall that had the sign next mm. to me. The list would be extensive. Yeah. You know, in that, they only have, oh, <laughs> you know, they were gay or whatever. I would have such an extensive list. Yeah. It would be a massive chalkboard hanging off around my neck.
1: Yeah, it wouldn't be good for you. No, That's it wouldn't for be sure. good.
0: And I'm really not that technologically savvy. I My a disadvantage,
1: obviously is my weak bones and joints. <laughs> <laughs> so if I don't have access to medication, what I will become is I would be good for a while, but if it depends on how long the dystopian went on, uh yeah, without my access to my medication, I would just become someone's meal. dependent,
0: really. Oh, I was going to oh, I said meal, sorry. Meal. I'm sorry, uh
1: Look, because you're letting me feast on your titties, I will allow you to eat me once I'm dead. That
0: is okay. Yeah. Um, I allow you. If I die before you too, I just mm-hmm. want you to know, don't have your vegan ethics compromised. I fully let you eat me. Annie, given the opportunity,
1: I will eat you. Okay, don't good. Worry. Another point that I wanted to point out, just just because this has always annoyed me, mm. About the Hunger Games, because you know how in the Hunger Games everyone's got a a special strength that they have. So Katniss is really good with a bow and arrow. Great strength. Ro is good with the leaves and she can help Kat and she's good at hiding. Great strength. Peter's strength is that he can disguise himself because he worked at a bakery and he could disguise disguise himself and fade into the background and no one would find him. (laughs) But the thing is, is that you literally live in a district where people are so poor and hungry that they're willing to risk their, their hunger lives. Games. Yeah, they're, they're willing to <laughs> risk their lives to be drafted into a fight for the death. I don't think that they're buying decorative cakes that would give you the skill. That It doesn't make any sense.
0: Yeah, that, look, Peter, you little... <laughs> I'm so sorry that you got that one. I mean, it worked for him in the movie, don't get me wrong, but it just makes no sense. And well, I, what are our physical skills? Since in order to survive... So, like, okay, let's give tips on surviving. Oh, surviving. Okay. okay. So, obviously, you need a physical skill. And Mm -hmm. Katniss can do bow and arrow. Yep. What are ours? (sighs) Okay, we've all got hand washing. Oh, that's I hope. If you don't have hand washing, Mm -hmm. I don't know what to say. I mean, hand washing is very
1: important. And I know it's going to sound like a broken record, but soap and water, 20 seconds. (laughs) yeah <laughs> that's if you don't know that, then at least you know now, okay? second one, vampire cough. you need that that special skill, yes, to survive vampire in cough. this specific dystopian. yeah alternatives for things like a makeshift face mask. you've got to be able to fashion a face mask from a t-shirt. Yes, that's a good skill to have, yeah toilet paper is also makeshift toilet paper evidently. I think that
0: we're just going to scoot like dogs soon. <laughs> oh, no,
1: that's <laughs> not that,
0: No, you have to be adaptable to survive. That's I'm, true. I'm preparing for it. That's true. I'll allow it. One that I thought that you would be very good at. Me? Yeah, because I know you're good at this. Is learning to cook from a bear pantry. Do you remember that show? What's it called? It's Surprise Chef? That used to be on when we were kids they and agree. the guy would come up to people in Coles or Woolworths yeah. or whatever it is and he'd be like, oh, what have you got in your trolley? Oh, I'm not even going to look. Bring me home and I'll make you something with whatever you've got in the pantry. Do you remember that <laughs> I joints? have the faintest memory
1: of this, very faint memory of him just, just pulling items out,
0: just we're going to make something, it's going to be delicious. And who, just,
1: I think you're getting confused between like, Gordon Ramsay and maybe Mr. Squiggle. Okay, like this is what you're given, and you have to make an art out of it, but with mm, cooking,
0: no, yeah. And Iron. well, the
1: Iron Chef, you're all given one item that you all have to incorporate. So, oh, yeah, oh Ready say, Steady
0: Cook though, that's it. That's it. it. Ready steady, <laughs> cook steady Cook as well. Ready yeah. Steady Cook. Yes, those right. that can Ready Steady Cook, mm-hmm. definite advantage. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, what about then? In every dystopian novel, there's a safe haven. Okay. You know, in Herman's Tale, they're trying to get to Canada, for mm-hmm. example. Yeah. And, I mean, oh, God, it sounds like, I mean, hold on, that sounds like now. Oh, wait, no, ours is New Zealand. We're New Zealand. New yeah, Zealand. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yep. Because yep. remember when Trump
1: got elected and everyone was like, that's it, I'm moving to Canada. And Canada was like, get fucked. Yeah, Canada was <laughs> like, no, you've made your bed, you lay in it. Well, we are definitely... I mean, we look forlornly
0: across the way
1: and think they're for the grace of God.
0: <laughs> the sound of Lord of the Rings, like music, plays mm. when you look off into the distance and yeah. you imagine living in New Zealand. Just imagine having that sort of leadership. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> amazing.
1: Absolutely amazing. So that's it. That's what our dystopian thing is, to get to New Zealand, which we can't do because they're not letting anyone in because they've got great leadership.
0: Well, we're going to have to figure out other things. Okay, next tip (laughs) to survive the dystopia. (laughs) Got to feed the revolution. There's got to be an uprising. That's it. You've got to break the system, which this is the thing. Most dystopian
1: narratives, there's usually something that happens that causes the dystopian society. So, for example, in the island they say that there was – A big destruction, and that's why they live in this area. Or you know, in the Hunger Games, there was the uprising, so that's why they have the Hunger Games. There's always something. Her main tale is the environment, and the same for Wally. You know, there's always something that creates that that to be. So what we're not saying that right now is dystopia, dystopia, but coronavirus could be what sets us there.
0: Yeah. So it could be that's what gets us to this. You know, we're just I mean, we actually have the combo of a virus. (laughs) And a problem with our environment. Yeah, we've got global. And then I guess if you look at idiocracy in which
1: people are really stupid. <gasps> we've they've, got three Yeah, they voted oh, for fuck. a wrestler to be their president. So we're also not far
0: off that either. Okay, so we have, <laughs> we have three. Environment. <laughs> yeah. We have a virus, so mm. health. Yeah. And we also have idiocracy. We mm. have, you know... Not the so, best leadership? No. So essentially, yeah. Oh it's no. very much
1: George Clooney, Mark Wahlberg, because this is perfect storm, baby. So we've got the perfect storm to make a dystopian society okay, right now. Okay,
0: so we have to revolt. Yeah, you've got to revolt. Make alliances. We've got a, uprise. I think that's going on. I think that that is already happening. There's already a disdain for the rich, isn't there? I mean, that, that Imagine video... Did not help them. No, not at all. Absolutely and not. I think that there's a lot of people, maybe in the middle class, or even the upper middle, that are losing their jobs. You know, so many people have lost their jobs just bang overnight, mm. gone. I mean, you and I, we lost our comedy festival. Everyone in the arts has yeah. lost their um. I lost a, a job of- too. My husband's lost a job. Like, oh yeah, exactly. So there was all these people that actually were comfortable that have lost their jobs. And now are having to deal with things like Centrelink mm. and seeing how hard the system is. Although, isn't it funny, the system all of a sudden becomes a lot easier for people when there are people from the middle class trying to access payments and things like that. And we are being proven that the system never had to be this hard. Mm. Immediately the government was able to change it to become easier and you didn't have to go in and line up and all of these sort of silly red tape that had been in place for those that were in lower classes for people that they thought was suckling the
1: teat of the government dry. Yeah, basically. Do I don't know why I keep gonna- bringing up teat suckling in this podcast. You can't stop I can't thinking can't about stop me. Thinking- <laughs>
0: uh, uh, uh. Yeah, so I think that this is our point. Yeah. This is our good point. This is
1: our optimistic point. Capitalism, I think people are looking at the greed of it with a well, much the- bigger scope, I would say now.
0: Look at the markets. Yeah. Mm.
1: That's a revolution bubbling away. Heroines. Yes. Heroines, not Heroine. heroin. Yeah. Yeah, heroines. I mean, I'm obviously no
0: Katniss. I'm definitely no of Fred. Although I might be because I could definitely produce a kid. I reckon. Again, bringing up
1: your womb <laughs> <laughs> and and breasts. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's usually yeah, a main superhero, and so. there's
0: often a woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we need one. We need. We one. need. We need a couple. I Jacinta. Think. Yeah, Jacinta. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Greta, Greta, yeah, for sure. AOC, AOC, big time. And then I wrote down the Black Lives Matter was created by three women, Patrice, Alicia and Opal, yeah. who all created Black Lives Matter. So they're our heroines. Yeah. I've, I've we're, we're nominating them. <laughs> we're volunteering them <laughs> as tribute. We're sort of pushing them to the front. I mean, they have stepped up and sort of volunteered themselves and we're just behind them. Good work. I told you. I say we're here for morale. That's it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We've already talked about the physical skills of washing your hands, makeshift masks, Mm -hmm. and you need a friend. You need an ally. So
0: in most of these, they already had a friend. Mm -hmm. So they go into it and they've still got that friend. And often they've separated from that friend. so They're they're trying to be reunited with or whatever. I I have a feeling that's us. You're going to be the friend that... Is my old friend. Mm-hmm. I'm really terrified that we're going to get separated mm-hmm. and I'm going to have to try and find you, especially if you need my breast milk. So <laughs> that's, but everyone makes a new friend. Because like, it's usually a new friend that awakens you to the. Yeah, that helps you along. Wally has the cockroach. Alfred has of Glenn. Uh huh. Yeah. And. I am legend. Will Smith I, has I, a dog. I, there you go.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, Neo meets Trinity and Morpheus. I mean, there's definitely, you've got to meet someone to make an ally along the way. And, you know, Zoom, they do have random meetings. So you can just join a meeting. Yes. So there's that. House party, you can just
0: enter a room, so you never know who's going to be on the other end. Okay, so we all need to get out there because this links back to not feeding Not out there re- physically. I mean, no, absolutely not. We have a fear of the outside world. Absolutely. But we have to make a new ally so mm-hmm. that we can feed the revolution. Yeah, that's great. There we go. That's us living in a dystopian world. I mean, helpful. Very
1: helpful, I think. I think for anyone that's living in a dystopian world, which is everyone. I think big hitters there, some big helps. Well,
0: obviously, there are people that are living in worse circumstances than we are. But mm. I think just like every dystopian novel, that's what's what it's like. There's people that are more advantaged than others and it's bloody unfair. That's it. Mm. And don't you think that it's even more unfair that – sorry, this is not to do <laughs> – this is just to do with coronavirus and me having a vent – that – You know, this virus was mostly spread by people with international travel, which is generally those that are wealthier. Yeah. And then the people that are left to deal with it are the frontline workers, you know, the cleaners and the supermarket people and all of that. It just feels very unfair, this coronavirus. It does feel unfair. But at the same time, I
1: mean, we are all in this. I mean, people keep bringing up that Ben Lee song, which – I don't know why because there's a high school musical one that's of the same name. We're all in this together, okay?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we are all in this together. Quite seriously, reach out to someone if you're struggling. Absolutely. And we're going to get through it because just like all of these other amazing dystopian novels, Mm -hmm. most of the time, most, most, not all, most of the time we do end up being on the other side. That's it. We're just like, Christina
1: and little Kim, Mm. you can't hold us down. (laughs) 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 Oh, we are like Christina and little Kim.